the new Taiwan dollar soared to a 23-and-a-half-year high on Friday. After choppy trading, Taiwan's currency rose by 0.5 NT to close at 28.25 NT against the greenback. Analysts say the gain could be due to the control yuan's inquiry into the central bank's forex intervention, which prompted the bank to back off. Meanwhile, the Taiex also moved sharply higher on Friday to set an all-time high of 14,132 points. The rally was led by the electronic sector. Chip giant UMC went limit up to close at 47.6 NT. TSMC finished at a record high of 503 NT, which raised its market value to 13.04 trillion NT. President Tsai Ing-wen has been named one of Bloomberg's 50 most influential people of 2020. This list is compiled each year by Bloomberg reporters and editors, and it recognizes people who changed the game in their field. Tsai has also won an accolade from the American Legislative Exchange Council, a coalition of U.S. state legislators. It conferred on Tsai the International Pioneer Award for Leadership, which recognizes global leaders with a strong commitment to free markets. Let me echo one of her most famous phrases. That is, when people are free to choose, they choose freedom. Tsai has been awarded the American Legislative Exchange Council's International Pioneer Award for Leadership. She is the second person to receive the honor, following former UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in 2006. As president, my role is to preserve and defend Taiwan's democracy freedoms and way of life. I will never stop seeking a peaceful and stable cross-strait relationship, nor will I compromise when making decisions needed to keep Taiwan secure. This year, the American Legislative Exchange Council passed a resolution in support of a U.S.-Taiwan bilateral trade agreement. In her award acceptance speech, Tsai thanked the U.S. for its support and urged progress on the implementation of a free trade agreement. I am grateful to the 50 bipartisan members of the Senate, as well as over 160 members of the House who expressed their support for this agreement. Such an agreement will further enhance our close economic and trade partnership. Tsai's leadership was also recognized by the media outlet Bloomberg, which named her as one of the world's 50 most influential people. In its report titled Tsai Ing-wen, Taiwan's COVID Crusher, Bloomberg Businessweek wrote that Tsai secured a second term in an overwhelming victory. It said that in the run-up to Election Day, her team was busy preparing control measures for a new virus. It said it was due to those measures that Taiwan has gone 200 days with no locally transmitted infections. Taiwan is also on track to become one of the few economies this year to see growth, it said. Based in New York City, Bloomberg is the world's largest financial information company. Every year, the company produces a list of 50 people with the ability to move markets or shape ideas and policies. Now on to another plaudit for Taiwan's pandemic response, and it's from The Economist. In a column dated December 2nd, the British Journal remarked on Taiwan's surprising strength in 2020, saying that due to its COVID success, it will become one of the world's few economies to grow this year. It also asked the question whether Taiwan's momentum would continue past the pandemic. Let's get one view from Taipei. 
Taiwan is taking advantage of this influx of overseas capital and the ability to invest in the U.S. to turn Taiwan into a high-tech manufacturing center or a high-tech research center. Taiwan has the technology, it has the talent, and it has the market, so it can maintain sustainable growth. This analyst says Taiwan is supported by a complete semiconductor supply chain, thriving science parks, and a strong traditional manufacturing sector. He says that as long as Taiwan can upgrade its industries with new technologies and connect with talent in the U.S., its economic future should be bright even after the pandemic subsides. Applications are open for Taipei's newest public housing block, Minglun Social Housing in Datong District. Since applications opened last week, the project has become engulfed in controversy over its unusually high rents. The rent for a three-bedroom unit ranges from 36,000 NT for low-income households to the full price of 40,500 NT. On Friday, President Tsai publicly took issue with the price tag, prompting pushback from Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe. This is a three-bedroom with an extra-large balcony at the Minglun Social Housing Block. The price of this 44-ping unit can range up to 40,500 NT a month. It's certainly not cheap for social housing, and it's drawn the notice of President Tsai. The purpose of social housing is not only to provide housing at a relatively affordable rent, but also to carry many different meanings and social functions. Ours is the concept of a BU, or a business unit. As far as the Department of Urban Development is concerned, it's built a social housing unit, and it will charge an amount that covers the cost. As for rent subsidies, that's handled by the Department of Social Welfare. The mayor pushed back at Tsai's remarks on Minglun's high rent. City councillors across the party divide also weighed in. KMT councillor Yeo Shuhui said Minglun is self-liquidating, meaning that its operation is designed to make enough money to repay the initial investment. She said its rents were set based on the cost of construction, 55 years of management and operation costs, replacement costs, land and housing taxes and other fees. Why is the city government running a business? City governments shouldn't be running these projects like a business. Land tax and housing tax should be paid by property owners. But the city has factored them into the total cost and divided the burden among the tenants. I would like to ask this, am I buying or renting the unit? How can a landlord be so terrible? DPP Taoyuan councillor Wang Haoyu jumped in the fray on Facebook, posting a photo of Taoyuan social housing. He wrote that a 50-ping room costs just 18,700 NT in Taoyuan, and it even comes with a free air conditioner and furniture. Envisioned as a cornerstone of housing justice, Minglun has inadvertently become a magnet for controversy. The Healthcare Plus Expo is underway in Taipei. This year, the Industrial Technology Research Institute has a themed pavilion on smart healthcare for seniors, featuring the latest tech from 11 startups. According to the Ministry of the Interior, Taiwan is on track to become a super-aged society by 2025, meaning that one in five people will be over 65 years old. With support from the government's Industrial Development Bureau, eTree is working to promote smart solutions for seniors through its IoT Integrated Service Center. 
Officials and dignitaries stand in a row, unveiling a new generation of IoT in healthcare. eTree and its IoT Integrated Service Center created a themed pavilion at the Healthcare Plus Expo to showcase smart healthcare applications for seniors. We we harness our ICT resources and combine them with IoT. From within the care setting or in the home setting, IoT data can be sent to the younger generation so that they can monitor the health of their older family members. Next, take a swing at this. The harder the punch, the higher your score. This throw pillow is equipped with sensing technology. It turns physical training into a game for seniors as it can register when specific areas are pressed. Using Bluetooth, pair the wearable with your phone and you'll see your leg movements right on the screen. You'll get real-time feedback on your form and hard data on your exercise session so that you and your family can keep track of your progress. And then there's this portable test for hemoglobin. In just 10 seconds, it can detect blood and excrement, allowing users to screen for health conditions at home. The key thing with this test system is that most of these diseases typically require hospital screenings, for instance colon cancer, which involves fecal occult blood, and that disease has the highest incidence rate of all cancers as well as the second highest mortality rate. We're looking at how to enable home screening so that people can catch it early. When colon cancer is detected in the early stage, the survival rate is higher than 85%. Harnessing ICT, these technologies make medical care more intelligent. The applications are innovative and intriguing, and they make up the new face of healthcare for seniors. Two trains had a lucky escape from a rock slide Friday in New Taipei between Hotong and Reifang stations. Around 8 in the morning, a rock broke loose from a mountainside and hit an overhead wire which burst into flames. At the time, two local trains were making their way down the line and both made an emergency stop before reaching the fire. When they came to a stop, a heavy rock slide tumbled down ahead of them, missing one train by just 30 meters. Local trains 410 and 4138 were carrying about 400 passengers combined. There were no injuries. But trains were delayed on the line due to rock damage. And two-way traffic is not expected to resume until next Tuesday. A cold spell is lingering over many parts of Taiwan and farmers are rushing to protect their crops. In Tainan, tents are erected to protect cantaloupes from the cold. And in Pingdong County, flower growers are pulling out their heating rods to keep their orchid seedlings warm. When temps dip below 25 degrees, this diesel-powered heater rumbles to life and starts spewing hot air. The air is sent to every corner of the greenhouse through a plastic tube that runs underneath. Small holes punched in the tube let hot air out so that warmth fills the space. This tender loving care is de rigueur because this is a nursery for butterfly orchids, an expensive cash crop. Butterfly orchids grow best at 30 degrees Celsius and wither in the cold. They must be shielded from wind by plastic and warmed in the winter by heaters or heating rods. It stops them from growing. They will stop growing if it's below 15 degrees Celsius. Another finicky crop is the cantaloupe of Tainan. It's now in season, and melon farmers have set up tunnel-like tents that they uncover during the day and pull down at night. 
When you plant this crop in the open air, it will grow very slowly when exposed to cold air. Sometimes the cantaloupes will crack. Here at the estuary of the Jiangjun River, the northerly winds are strong and the temperature swings wide, forcing farmers to exercise an abundance of caution. Cantaloupes are a popular gift over the Lunar New Year, and orders are already coming fast. For now, farmers are taking no chances in protecting those melons before their big debut. What do you think was Taiwan's most popular YouTube video this year? If you're thinking internet celebrities like Aga Tsai, think again. With 4.61 million views, the number one title goes to a one-minute clip of Luo Yijun from the Central Epidemic Command Center sharing home quarantine tips. Speaking on his unexpected fame, Luo said a second video is on its way. <laughs> Back in March, Taiwanese YouTuber Aga Tsai and his wife were attacked after leaving their home. A YouTube video he later posted about the incident garnered 3 million views, making it one of Taiwan's 10 most popular videos of the year. This group of people's comic take on excuses for getting a day of work was viewed more than 4.4 million times. It too landed in the top 10 most popular videos of the year. But can you guess what video took number one? Nobody gets it right. The answer is... Hello everyone, I am Luo Yijun, Deputy Chief of the Medical Response and Preparedness Division at the Central Epidemic Command Center. I would like to remind you that you may not go outside during home quarantine or isolation. Huh? <laughs> Just incredible! It's a short video of CECC official Luo issuing guidance on home quarantine and home isolation procedures. With more than 4.61 million views, it's taking the honor of most popular video in Taiwan in 2020. All I can say is thank you. As for our fight against the pandemic, we will be putting out more videos promoting the new public health measures for the winter season. I'm in one of them, so keep your eyes peeled. Luo says his virality might have come from reports in April that identified him as the first in Taiwan to notice China's COVID outbreak. On the strength of his newfound fame, Luo has become a trailblazer for future public health influencers. The 2020 New Taipei Christmas Market is underway at the New Taipei City Plaza. Until Sunday, the market will host some 80 stalls with gourmet Christmas delights, handmade items and everyday products. New Taipei's deputy mayor attended the opening of the market on Friday. New Taipei Deputy Mayor Wu Mingji rings the bell, wishing everyone a good end to the year. This is the opening of the annual New Taipei City Christmas Market. In conjunction with our Christmas market activities, this year we've set up this bell in this castle. Locals and their friends can take photos here, write down their wishes, and purchase New Taipei City Christmas Market products. There are also good discounts. This year's Christmas market comprises 80 stalls with souvenirs, gourmet products, handmade small items, and daily necessities. There are deals like fruit baskets for 1NT and buy one get one free mold wine. Visitors can get a 100NT voucher if they spend 1000NT. The decorations are pretty. It's too bad I didn't visit at night. It's mainly Christmas goods. They're all very interesting. 
I want to buy a cake. I think it's very cute and it looks very yummy. New Taipei City is inviting people from near and far to stop by the New Taipei City Plaza in Banqiao for Christmas shopping during the day and a light show with concerts at night. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Ling Dongming in New Taipei City.